Miranda Devine, author of the new book, Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, and the Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide, of course, also a New York Post columnist. How you doing? Hi, really well. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I want to come at this. I'm going to try to come at this from a different angle. I know you've done a lot of media. And, and look, obviously, it is a hot topic, and everybody uh, wa- wanted to spend time with you on it. Where's the DOJ? I want to start there. We, I, I remember watching this story evolve, and the media's first reaction to it was, well, this guy at the computer store has got to be some kind of MAGA, trump guy. This can't be real. You know, this is, this, is, this is being made up. And, you know, we found out that actually it wasn't made up. Hunter Biden, you know, told us it was his laptop. Any forensics expert who's looked at it has authenticated the emails that show him trading on uh, his father's name and 10% for the big guy. So if the Department of Justice is really interested in parents who shout at school board meetings, why do they seem totally uninterested in this? Yes, isn't that interesting? Well, look, the DOJ is investigating Hunter Biden's finances. We discovered that through Hunter Biden himself after the election when um, he put out a press statement on his father's letterhead um, and said that uh, he was being investigated for, you know, possible tax violations. Um, Since then, there's been reporting that he's also uh, being investigated for money laundering um, and foreign dealings, whether whether that potentially is um, violating the foreign agent registration rules. So, and there are a number of, uh, you know, at least um, three investigations going on into Hunter Biden and also his uncle, Jim Biden, who's Joe Biden's younger brother. But like, you know, um, like the Durham investigation, we just have to wait, I guess, and hope that, that the authorities do find something and do do something about it. Um, We know that the FBI has had this laptop since December 2019, the contents of the laptop. So, um, you know, they know everything that we know. They also have, the other piece of the jigsaw puzzle for my book was uh, Tony Bobolinsky's material. He was Hunter Biden's former business partner who got caught up in this mess of the Biden's uh, scheme. And uh, he's a patriot and a former, you know, a Navy veteran and uh, just a an all-round uh, honest, uh, good, upstanding citizen. And uh, he handed over the contents of his devices, you know, his phones, his WhatsApp messages, his documents, his emails and, and communications with Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and their partners. Um, and he gave that to the FBI. So they have all the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle they need. Um, and I, I'm, I'm just, maybe they're taking their time because they're doing a thorough job. What are we should we time them with a calendar? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we we kind of have this we kind of have this love affair with with, with political elites on the left and, and and private servers, don't we? Hillary Clinton. Um, let's talk about the media here. The media, and this is obviously a big a big portion of your work because we all watched it. We watched as social media companies um, forced the story basically into non to, to a non-existence, right? You weren't even allowed to retweet it uh, in any form. The, on the other side, you had the broadcast, the left-wing broadcast media 
basically trying to make anyone everyone think this was some conspiracy cooked up by Don Jr. in, in Trump Tower when, again, it turns out this is a real thing that should have been front and center during the election. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, the media's role and particularly big tech's role in censoring this story is just so shocking. Um, we, you know, I, I, Kayleigh McEnany, the then-president's press secretary, had her Twitter account suspended for trying to share the New York Post story, our first story back at last October, three weeks before the election. And, um, you know, other people, I just got an email this morning from somebody who heard me speaking saying um, that she too had was kicked off Twitter for trying to share the story. Uh, the Twitter locked the New York Post's account for two weeks and you know, this is the oldest newspaper in America, fourth largest audience. And Twitter and Facebook felt empowered. Uh, they felt perfectly within their rights to step in and censor a story that reflected poorly on one of the two candidates for president. And, you know, I sort of expected that the New York Times and the Washington Post and CNN, MSNBC and the rest of them would ignore our story. Uh, because they were fully in the tank for Joe Biden, and they did not do their due diligence on one of the candidates for president, which is um, just reprehensible and a betrayal of their readers and their viewers. Um, and we can see the results in his presidency. But to have these unaccountable oligopolies, global companies like Facebook and Twitter actually put their thumb on the scale. That is election interference. And we know from polls that uh, if there was a media research centre did a poll after the election that showed that almost half of Biden voters had no idea about the scandal in the laptop, about the evidence of Joe Biden meeting with Hunter Biden's overseas business partners and being part of this influence peddling scheme. They didn't know it. And one in 10 of them, if they had known, would have changed their vote. And in a, an election that was, was decided by 45,000 votes across a handful of battleground states, that could have had a serious impact, a material effect on the outcome. And that is election interference. And I cannot believe that they still, nothing has happened to rein in their power, nothing at all. They were able to deplatform a sitting president of the United States. Emmanuel Macron in France voiced disquiet and alarm about that. You know, these are corporations with more power than democratically elected governments in the West. And who knows what their motives are? Who knows who's pulling the strings behind the scenes? It's a really terrifying predicament to be in. And the First Amendment and freedom of the press, none of that means anything when you have tiny amount of uh, these big companies controlling the flow of information when well that, that that proves i mean this was a legitimate story that was born of uh tangible evidence right it, the existence of a laptop one that as you noted was turned over to the to the fbi uh, i i look the, the New York Post being one of America's, if not the oldest newspaper, is great. I don't think that we should be. I mean, if somebody's got real information that can be verified, it shouldn't we, we shouldn't say, well, they're just a you know just a citizen journalist or a blogger. But 
to that point, this is a major newspaper with a big newsroom and 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 standards and practices and 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 assurances that you know if they're going to report this, this is not just shooting from the hip. It's not dark dark web stuff. Still, with all of that, they still said no. We're not going to let this get out there because it might affect the election in the way we want it affected. Um, they don't seem to care at all that. Hunter Biden, who has experience at nothing but being Joe Biden's son. And look, I'm sure Bo Biden was a great guy. I, I, you know, I, I'm willing to believe that he was sort of the the odd man out in some of this corruption, that maybe he was an honest guy trying to be, you know, the attorney general of Delaware and maybe maybe was more thought of, of running for president uh, than Joe Biden himself. But it, you have someone who's really not good at anything who gets lucrative business deals, appointments to boards of directors, venture capital uh, venture capital investments that would make Goldman Sachs jealous. And then you have to ask yourself, if this man has no experience in any of these things, but everybody wants in on him, and his last name is Biden, his father's a powerful senator slash vice president slash Democratic nominee, now president of the United States, if you're unwilling to look at that and go, there might be a problem here, then there's nothing we could do to help you. Yes, absolutely. And look, and also remember that that Hunter Biden was a crack addict for most of this time. Um, And, you know, it makes you question um, what kind of a person Joe Biden is, what kind of a father would expose his drug-addicted son to, you know, torrents of unaccountable cash to... um, you know, being in the circles of some of the most dangerous and corrupt people in the world, these oligarchs that Hunter was mingling with in um, Vladimir Putin's circle and President Xi's circle, uh, tens of millions of dollars coming into the country. But more than that, you know, it's really not about Hunter Biden. This is about Joe Biden. Joe Biden was a patriarch of his family. He has monetized his power um, favor traded, influence peddling, whatever you call it, since his earliest days in Delaware. And he has been able to get away with it in part because he had the Teflon protection of the great tragedies that did befall him early in his life when his wife and his baby daughter were killed in a car accident before he even entered the Senate just after he won the election. Uh, and his two motherless boys were injured. And he invited photographers into their hospital room. And that famous photograph of him being sworn in at their bedside, um, he's used in every campaign since. And it's really worked for him to, you know, keep prying eyes away, uh, to stop people asking the questions. But over the years, there were journalists, even the New York Times wrote stories questioning, you know, how Joe Biden got such a great deal on uh, this mansion in Delaware, um, how Joe Biden's family got these great grace and favor jobs at inflated salaries. Uh, Hunter Biden, um, you know, daddy helped him get into Yale. Daddy got him a job with his donor straight out of college uh, at, at a wildly inflated price. And Hunter used to complain bitterly to family members uh, in, you know, these are in emails and text messages and so on, that he was expected to pay the bills for the rest of the family. He'd have to pay the tuition for his brother. Um, He said at one point to his uh, daughter, um, you're lucky that you don't have to pay half your salary to pop 
well, which is the name he used for his father, uh, Joe Biden. And, uh, and you know, we know there's now the emails that we published ages ago saying that in one of these Chinese um, business deals, these joint ventures, that uh, Hunter Biden was holding 10% of, of the, the equity uh, on behalf of his father, um, the big guy, and the big guy is how Joe Biden was described by Hunter and his partners in lots of emails. And Tony Bobolinsky, Hunter's former business partner, also verifies that that was the way uh, Hunter and, and the partners described Joe Biden. Hunter also used to call Joe Biden my chairman. And Joe met with Hunter Biden's overseas business partners multiple times from Mexico and Russia and Ukraine and China and Kazakhstan. Uh, and, you know, he lied during the campaign when he said he knew nothing about Hunter's overseas business dealings. He knew everything about them. and uh, He was instrumental in orchestrating them. And it was his power and influence that was being monetized. Yeah, this is, I mean, look, I, look the, the damage is done, right? Biden's president, I don't think for a second that, I think the to wrap this up, I'm, I'm probably going to run out of time, about 90 seconds here. I mean, we're they're probably going to treat this like, oh, Hunter Biden made a mistake on declaring, you know, foreign, uh, on some foreign yeah. uh, business dealings or, or registering as a, as a foreign agent or representing foreign agents. I, I don't believe for a second that they're going to go, wow, this is really bad. It goes all the way to the president. Um, he is deferring to China on certain things out of fear of being exposed. Um, you know, you have you first thing he does when he comes into office, he lifts sanctions on a Russian oil and natural gas pipeline. And then he shuts down one of our own. He, issues a moratorium on rare earth uh, rare earth mining in the United States, then signs an executive order saying half auto production has got to be battery powered. And then the Chinese are like, oh, well, we're going to start mining in Afghanistan. So somebody's got something here that Biden doesn't want to be seen and is making moves in foreign policy, at least, that appear to be beneficial to China and Russia. Well, I think that you can say that he is compromised and, uh, you know, how much is, is incompetence um, and how much is being compromised, who can tell? But I think it's important that the American people understand the character of the president. He is not the person that he purported to be. And I think a lot of people were fooled. And, uh, you know, they open their eyes now. I think they see what kind of president he is. They know more and more who he is. I got to leave it there. Miranda Devine, we'll get you back. We'll do this. We'll do a second part of this. I'm fine with that. I, we could do more. We could do more, but I got to get out of the way for Hannity, Serious XM Patriot.